0: What's going on, everybody? As always, like thank you all for tuning into the show. Got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 87th edition of the Don't Kill a Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into for this week is some NCAA football. Uh, we're about to talk about last week first. Uh, last week was pretty interesting. Uh, didn't really have any major, you know, big time games that caught the eye, but Still had some teams make some splashes uh, last week with some major upsets. Uh, we had four key upsets in total. Um, just guys, what were your thoughts on the upsets last week?
1: I think we can all, just real, th- real quick, I think we all can agree Clemson had the worst loss out of all of them. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, then Clemson was looking like a well-oiled machine and then they go to, go to the Dome and Got picked off.
0: Yeah. Kind of opened up the doors for uh, the U a little bit in the ACC. So opened up there. the doors for a lot, a lot of teams, really. Yeah. little well, true. Well,
2: and it's—I mean, I, I guess you can't say it totally killed it, but the, yeah. the hopes of a uh, the the rubber match are sorely uh, hurt now from that loss to a, you know. Then, then five hundred Syracuse team.
0: Yeah, what's uh? Did you guys see the rankings? Uh, yeah, let me look them up and see.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they dropped to nine. Was it
1: okay? Right. Seven, seven. seven. Okay. okay, Clemson went to seven. Um, seven in the AP, eight in the coaches. Okay. correct, correct. Um, but surprisingly, Washington saw the biggest fall. Washington and Washington State, who were both losers, both dropped seven. Yeah. Actually, Auburn saw the biggest drop, eleven spots, but they picked up their second loss. You you can't pick up a second loss, yeah. And uh fact, to get in the playoff, just based off of what we've seen uh, in recent years, no two loss team getting
2: in. Well, I guess as as a a side note to your statement, Ty. I guess we could say the state of Washington took the worst oh, yeah. loss. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, what, and, and their and top I think, ten teams took a beat
1: I would actually say, uh, you know, as, as much as I agree there, Washington State took the tougher fall because they, they had the better wins.
3: Yeah.
1: At this point.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, Washington. Yeah, they fell to eighteen. Uh, yeah, Washington. So it, it's ju- it's
1: just there. the it's just that Washington hadn't played anybody. Rutgers, Montana, Fresno. I
2: mean,
1: it's yeah, not they, exactly they a strong schedule.
2: Well, and, and a, most, at least most people's opinion, they weren't playing any anybody in yeah, this game that they yeah. lost to. Arizona State was yeah. giving up like thirty some points a game, and then all of a sudden they hold Washington yeah. to seven points. Yeah. I mean, at least, uh, you know,
1: Washington State had a top five, uh, USC win, uh, or top 10, at least, uh, um, you know, but losing to Cal, it's not, it's not the fact that they lost to Cal. They got embarrassed by Cal. Yeah. Yeah. 37, to, 37 to 3. So, yeah, the state of Washington did not look good on Saturday.
2: And it was just crazy because, okay. because it's two, two offenses that are seen as pretty potent. and and they stir anything. Yeah. yeah. But you get one of these weeks every year.
0: Yeah, true. Uh just happened to have be been last week. Uh, they fell victim to it. So it's yeah, it's just gonna be interesting to see how all this is gonna play through um at the end. Uh when a new poll uh was the uh Pulse supposed to come out. Uh, the new rankings uh, for the uh, the playoff,
3: yeah. I
1: believe,
2: it's right. after the next first,
1: weekend. After yeah, next, the first, okay. the first, I believe, the first playoff show is close to Halloween, okay. if not on Halloween, something like that. So yeah, it's it's coming right up
0: there. Uh, oh, well, just to get a little uh, away from that, uh, just talk about your guys' teams for a minute. Um, you know, we're about the. About at the uh, midway point of the uh, NCAA football season, Um, just what are you guys uh, thoughts on your squads? uh, Just halfway um, through the year so far, and what are your projections for them the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because I feel like Darnell, we kind of have two different stories to tell, but very similar situations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess I'll I'll share from Michigan. Just the fact that they're five and one. Uh, say what you want; they should be undefeated. Whatever. Um, the fact is, the offense doesn't even close to looking like anything. Um, you know, last week John Elkoorn had fifty eight passing yards against Indiana. Not uh, doing a whole lot with that. Uh, the run game looked. But uh, defense gave up a couple big plays to some good receivers. Uh, Atlanta has. So kind of a very average week for Michigan. But they got the win, which was very important. A road win. But uh, so far, the offense has been very underwhelming, while the defense has been real stout and uh, looks serious. But uh, in terms of the rest of the way, just I'm going to probably crawl into the fetal position at some point <laughs> this weekend against Penn State. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it first time all year. I'm not picking them. Um, uh, you, uh, are you going there already, offense. man? O- offense, you can't throw for 58 yards. That was bad, the top That was yeah. three team have to practically play a flawless game or get a lot of help. Um, you know, they have to play them. They're on the road this coming weekend. And then toward the end, they're on the road, to Wisconsin, home Ohio state, uh, three lose games with the way Michigan's looking. Uh This past weekend, like they had 16 penalties, so it's not even like they're playing clean. They're playing sloppy football and it looks bad. It, it looks like a bad product on the field, but they're somehow 5-1. and one. I mean, projection for the rest of the way. I, I think they'll squeak out because Wisconsin doesn't exactly look strong right now. I think they can squeak out a win at Wisconsin. Would have to play pretty big, stop that run game. But, uh, yeah, if I had to give a season total, uh, nine and three, eight and four, <laughs> okay. just calling it how it is. So, but you know, the fortunate thing for me right now, they have the season still, they can control their own destiny. They just have to pick it up on offense and get a couple really big wins along the way.
2: Well, on my side, it, it's uh, it, like, like I said, it's going to be a similar situation, but it's more of a bright spot on yep. our side because it's a, the, the bounce back seems to be official. I mean, they're mm-hmm. one game away from bowl eligibility, uh, in in after six weeks after, you know, winning three games last year. So, uh, O'Neal seems to have quieted all the detractors, <coughs> Trey. Uh, oh, and, uh,
0: <laughs> I, and, I, I'll get that, man. Y'all, y'all uh, surprised me uh, this year, man. I thought y'all was gonna have a uh, another rough year, but man, y'all, y'all turned it around, man. So I, I, I can't hate. So
2: yeah, know. I mean, of course, work is not done. They they still got half year to play, but you know they've. They've pretty much done what they should do. That that Notre Dame game is is a big blemish, but uh, mm-hmm. I think some of that can be chalked up to youth, and you know, and L.J. Scott still working out issues that he had uh, with fumbling the football. But for a team that has played thirteen true freshmen, uh, well, a true and redshirt freshmen, I should say, I don't I don't see how much more you could expect uh, outside of getting the Five and one, they they got a win over the rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the two rivals that they played, and you know, schedule isn't too crazy going forward. Uh, play Penn State as well, but at least it's in the East Lansing. So hopefully that helps out a little bit. Have to go to Columbus to play Ohio State, but even last year with a three and nine team, that game came down to a two point conversion. So, mm-hmm. D'Antonio, seems to have a little bit of a secret sauce against them. So, you know, ceiling of of probably nine wins if they can win four out of these next six and, you know, kind of aim at something like that that Outback or a Citrus Bowl. <clears throat> Maybe pop off and win one of those two big games and, you know, get back to a New Year's Eve game or New Year's Day game.
0: Uh, just for me, I'll just add a couple uh by my little squads. Uh Alabama, uh they've been whooping ass. It's not really uh <laughs> much to add to it. I, I do believe they're gonna be in the uh playoffs. Just teams been looking great in the uh SEC, uh the teams they've been playing in the SEC, uh they really haven't been um looking stellar. Tested
2: at all. Yes.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for them, um, obviously, uh, we have, uh, LSU, Alabama. are going to have LSU coming soon. Uh, they always just have a good rivalry game. And then, um, Auburn, uh, you know, those would be the, you know, the two teams that's going to, could give them trouble just based on them just being, uh, classic rivalry games between the two. Um, but like I said, I, I do believe Alabama is going to end up, uh, going to the playoff again this year, uh, just how they've been looking and just with the strength of the SEC. Um, the U, on the other hand, um, I like how they how they, you know, they've been playing good. Uh, they're ranked number eight. Uh, but I still think this team is overrated. Just looking at their schedule, um, they had a pretty easy schedule, um, so far into this year. Coming up, they do have, uh, they're going to have a tough game against, uh, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame coming forward. Uh, but just looking at the schedule, uh, they had some close games. Um, well, two, uh, including- Yeah, you know, these two uh, that really made me question them uh, this year was with Florida State. They did beat them 24-20. to But Florida State was missing their uh, top uh, quarterback um, in uh, Francois. And I I believe they should have – the game should have been a lot uh, further. Uh, They should have dominated that game a little bit more um, against them. You know, for them to come up in there, they came off a – Close loss against Florida State last year, and coming in there, and they're missing their top player, uh, their huge playmaker, game changer for them. Uh, they should have really put their uh, uh, feet on their uh, Florida State's throat and just slaughtered them. But it was a close one, and Georgia Tech just barely got away with that one last week, twenty-five to twenty-four. So I'm happy to see this team ranked, uh, you know, at that number eight spot. But I'm really questioning uh, how good this team is. Um, just how they've been playing. Uh, they had a, like I said, a pretty weak schedule. And I really think Virginia Tech and, uh, Notre Dame, those can be two teams that can really pull off a W against them. Uh, just how they've been playing so far. So uh, I'm still rooting for them to make it to the, uh, ACC championship game. But, uh, this Miami team, uh, I think they really need to step it up moving forward. Uh, cause they really don't look like they belong in the top 10,
2: honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like Miami is kind of, on that same line as Michigan, where yeah. really good they, they they play some crazy nice defense, but the offense leaves something to be desired. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm not I'm not sure if they even have the running game that Michigan goes does that, that if they can write it can win some games for them. Yeah, honestly, uh, I
0: don't think they do. Um, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. So it's good to see, man. But, you know, once they, uh, you know, like I said, play against Virginia Tech and Notre Dame and if they could beat those teams, once you could possibly go up against a Clemson for the championship. And if they somehow, uh, beat Clemson and like with a, a major upset or something like that and can go into the playoff, I think this team could really get exposed. So, um, this Miami team, uh, man, is really – I'm happy for them, but they kind of got me nervous, man. I just think with this whole schedule and just uh, with injuries uh, having luck uh, come their way, uh, they've just been having this type of success so far. But they can easily get exposed.
1: You know, but to, to a point, I mean, I guess we see at least that Alabama, but I, I feel like there is, a, you know, some sort of a formula formula for every team out there. Um it it's just, you know, granted, you need the perfect storm, you know, like first Syracuse, you know, a game that you think, you know, Syracuse doesn't even have a ch- chance and just the perfect storm of things happen, you know, Clemson racked up, you know, a few, few flags and somehow moves down the field and they're connected. It, it's just a, a perfect storm can set anybody up and expose anybody. But, you know, like we said, we're looking at Michigan, Miami, uh, you know, even teams that are now basically out of it, uh, Florida State, Louisville, uh, you know, possibly Auburn. It's just, I I wonder how much of that is, you know, is is a team either A, kind of getting too big too quick, kind of... I guess, for example, like, uh you know, you're looking at a Miami team who is only just a handful of seasons away from, you know, those, you know, not to throw shade on Michigan State, but like a Michigan State's three and nine season, yeah. them like two, two, three years ago. And yeah. is it like they got all the success now, but it's like the success is coming at the failure of other teams. Like, like we're we're seeing a rise in Miami, Florida, I think, because, you know, Florida's Dates down. Um, Georgia Tech isn't as strong as they've been in years past. Um, uh, Louisville's not looking that good. So it's like the, it just allows a couple other teams to rise, to rise up. Um, you know, if, um, you know, even if, uh, Michigan State, you know, e- even if they were say, and this is just hypothetical, obviously, if Michigan beats them, they four and two, they're not as much of a talking point as they are at five to one. You know, people talk about them. People talk about them at five and one, four and two. You're kind of done with them because we know in this in this playoff era, if you have one loss, you're still alive. And we'll talk about you know you, you gotta you just gotta keep winning, obviously. But you know, it's the fact that I feel a lot of these variety because once a team gets two losses, we kind of throw them to the side until we see a two and team get in the playoff or a two loss team get in the playoff. As long as you have one loss. You're you're going to be a big focal point. I think the rankings will show that if you're in a power five conference playing decent decent opponents. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, uh, we'll go to our next um, subject. Uh, just get our opinions out on this one. Um, but who do you guys think are the top four teams right now um, in NCAA football? Alabama so, number one. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody has
2: it. Like, are you saying if if we had to do the playoff today, like, yeah, what yeah. Floor do we put in? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. So, so er- everybody scratch Alabama. So what, yeah. what? What are your other three? I guess it would be. Yeah. Uh, I for me, I would go um,
1: Georgia two. They got mm. uh, honestly. I would go j- just because we're not taking uh you know it like we said we're doing it right now so uh conference championship games aren't a factor yet. But yeah, they have true. two wins yeah. over ranked teams. Yeah. They beat a they beat a twenty four ranked Notre Dame and a seventeenth ranked Mississippi State, who a ton of people thought was a real team. So two wins over top twenty five teams and Penn State, uh just based on the resume, uh, there's Nothing really there that's you're you're looking at going, wow, that that's an impressive win. Yeah. A best win might be uh honestly, best win might be Indiana Pitt, but um you know, I just don't see a lot there. But then I would put Penn State three, just because I test has shown a lot for me he's Saquon Barkley's the real deal. And I think we all can agree he's a high he's probably the Heisman front runner right now. Um But then my fourth team would be TCU over Oklahoma State and West Virginia are good, but they're, they're, I don't think their defense is ready to hang. Uh, uh, 36 to SMU, 24 to, uh, I mean, 24 is not 31 to Oklahoma State. Like they're winning games by outscoring teams in a marathon. They're not, or more so in a sprint. Like they're not stopping teams to play that marathon in the trenches kind of a game. Uh, um, So the difference between Penn State and TCU for me is the eye test.
2: I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, my pretty similar. Yeah, I'm going with the consensus poll. Uh, I'm actually good with how how they're ranked out too. I would go Alabama, Penn State. Yeah, they haven't played a. But I kind of feel the same way about Georgia playing in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're running over everybody, just kind of how Penn State is. Yeah. So, oh. uh, and and seeing as I feel, I don't I don't feel the SEC is as good as the Big Ten right now. Uh, I halfway am not sure that they're as good as the Big Twelve either. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so you, real I, quick, uh, you you think the Big Ten is the best conference right now? Yeah. Okay.
2: I uh, would I would say so. I mean, you got Penn State; they they're passing the eye test. Ohio State has the blemish uh, from Oklahoma, uh, but they they seem to have bounced back pretty well. I want to see them go against another high quality opponent to see if it's real. Yeah. But I mean, at least at least on the scorecards, it looks like they've uh, fixed some things. They, their offense is working again. The defense I never thought was terrible. Uh, they, they're looking. I asked, uh, Wisconsin, knock with a lot of Big Ten teams. You wish you had a little bit more from the offenses. Uh, but I like, uh, their tailback Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Can up a lot of yards, ER, especially as a freshman and, you know, rankings, where you do still have Michigan State and Michigan there uh, as well. They uh they have I believe they
1: have a bye week this week and uh get following week, so you don't have to wait too long to see a real test again.
2: Yeah, so but I I would still go with that top four uh, uh as of right now who who's in.
0: Okay. That's fine. Um I was kind of talking about it a little bit, but uh, y'all think uh, Clemson like just blew their shot at getting in a playoff? Or
1: no, I mean you need to realize it's over uh, teams are going to lose still, uh, and conference championship games kind of the the rankings in the end. Uh, um, I mean, face it. If if the season ended, you would have Alabama playing Georgia. but That's a one versus three. That knocks somebody out. Unless Alabama lost. If Alabama lost, they may slide to four. Um, yeah. They lost like an overtime game. Yeah. Like, they just would pretty much have to knock get blown out. Yeah. Then you'd have two playing five. That would be for a spot. Loser would be out. You'd have four playing four versus nine. Four versus nine. Now, granted, uh, if if four were to lose that matchup, four would be out, but nine
2: would not be in. Correct. Um, now, and then you're probably I don't d- think, depending it, how everything else works out, it, it's a possibility because uh, it's I true. Mean, just just like you're saying with everything, like it, it's jumbled with. That's three true. conferences basically up here. So yeah. you, you have a SEC knockout game. You have a Big yep. Ten knockout game with one of these three, two of these three teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the team sitting home, I don't think they're gonna jump too much higher unless they were just super impressive. Yeah. Uh and then you got Clemson and Miami, seven and eight. They'll play each play each other. That'll be a, a big game. And yeah, so I mean it could you're shake out at- where you where you have these four conferences here and sorry Pac twelve, but you're screwed. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, not last year, but for the second time. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so I mean you're you're still looking at, at least four top ten matchups if the season ended today. Yeah. So, I was, yeah. I
0: was just about to say, I would still say, you know, uh, a lot of people could, you know, count, uh, Clemson out, um, on that, uh, from that upset loss. But, you know, hey, they're the reigning chance for a reason. You know, this could, uh, they could really use that loss, uh, to just get focused again and go back to looking good, uh, how they were looking, you know, prior to the loss. So never know. How well, could
2: and look. Luck plays a factor. They they lucked up that the Pac-12 has crapped a bed. You had yeah. two undefeated teams from the same state go down in the same week. Two yeah. very inferior opponents. Clemson did as well, but at least it was a close game yeah. Uh, where both Washington teams, Washington only lost by seven, but they got manhandled by a team that, like I said, was giving up 30, 40, 50 points a, a, a game. Yeah. Uh, so I I think they they got saved uh, in that aspect where they still have some life based on that. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Is, about to USC, oh. USC
2: is. Well, I was gonna say, and USC hasn't
1: looked good at sure, all, even yeah. in winning.
2: Yeah, yeah they're kind of they're kind of
1: you know pulling that Michigan, Miami routes, weak and wins, you know. Yeah, Darnell's basically crawling, been, yeah, the, crawling the finish lines. Been looking but. unimpressive, yeah. But all right,
0: guys, uh, up next we're just about to talk about the um, Eisman and uh, just who are some of your candidates uh, so far into the season. Uh, that you think could win it?
2: Two man race: Saquon Barkley and Bryce Love. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm not too far off from that. Uh,
2: I, I think.
1: Baker Mayfield could still have a shot, but he'd have to basically be holding the turbo button for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um He, he, he'll, I think though the two you mentioned for sure are the one, two right now. Um I think Baker Mayfield gets the invite and probably Mason Rudolph gets an invite.
2: I can uh, agree with that.
1: Mainly because I, I think the Oklahoma, well, the Oklahoma offense is basically Baker, Mayfield, or Bust. And then that uh, Oklahoma State offense is, let's throw it close to 50 times a game. So it, it's just guys who get the opportunity to put up the big numbers. Uh, and I think it's going to be between Love, Love and Barkley. I think Barkley squeaks it out in the end. mainly Mainly because I think they just get more... They're in a bigger right. market, yeah. Well, yeah, they get more opportunities for those Heisman moments. I mean, you still get a game against Ohio State. You still get a game against Michigan, Michigan State. Well,
2: it's yeah, a great and, team. Well, and I think it it hurts just because love is in the Pac twelve, which means half of their games start at like nine o'clock. Yeah, so you got to stay up yeah. till. Two to watch the whole game. Like I, I so wasn't staying like up 10, to watch. 30, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Stanford Oregon this past week. Like especially after the first quarter, I was like, I'm not staying up to watch this. <laughs> this, is, this is a garbage yeah. ball game. And and you know, just love has been crazy. He's averaging ten yards a carry. I like know, just sorry. listen. He, he, it's a first turn around, and you got a first down. Give it to this guy. Yeah. So I, I he, saw. Uh, he's been
1: absurd. Yeah, I, I saw a mock draft already for next year. It has the Lions taking him. Hey. Already. <laughs> I mean, granted, you need no line, but okay. we haven't exactly had a back that could run, so Yeah, he could be that guy. So
0: Uh just what about the uh you know, current uh guy who's holding the eisman, uh Lamar Jackson. Uh you think any shot no. at him now with the with no. the losses and okay.
2: Yeah, I just think Too many bad losses there.
1: Okay. Plus plus his his numbers aren't what they were last year.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, just starting off at the uh, if you would have put the uh, games that he had uh, last year compared to now, uh, his numbers was just completely ridiculous um, at the uh, what six game mark, seven game mark, or whatever. So, yeah. All right, guys, uh, about to get right into your squad. Uh, uh, the University oh, of Michigan, they are playing Penn State uh, this week, Saturday. Uh, this is, what do you guys' thoughts on this
1: matchup? <laughs> uh, it, I, I th- think just with Michigan, I'm probably painting a worse picture than I'm probably going to get. Um but if the offense is anything that it's been all season, the final score will probably be something like 27 or 31. To, I mean, it's just honestly, Michigan's best off- offensive player outside of, you know, their running back cores, their kicker. Um, I, I think the sleepover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank, thank goodness for the sleepover. But, uh, I, I honestly think he is, they have credit for the most points on the offense for Michigan this year. Oh, I'm pretty sure he does. I, I <laughs> let me put it this way. I haven't looked it up and I'm almost positive it's him. But, uh, um, I, I think can do a good job. They just really have to. Keep contain Barkley. can't let him just be explosive on every play. You have to expect that he'll rope a couple big ones, but you just can't let him score. Um, yeah, just Penn State's a full-facet full fast, uh, full-faceted offense. They have everything you're looking for. Um, you know, you can't let McSorley kill you on the long ball, although he hasn't been hitting the long ball this year like he had in last year. The Rose Bowl in the Big Ten Championship it was anytime he threw it up, it was a 60-yard pass. You know, so.
2: Yeah, um, I think this one will be a reasonable game early, where just because both teams have really good defenses, Uh mm-hmm. and not trying to say this to shade them, but most defenses look a little better against Michigan just because they yeah. back anybody up. So I, I think both teams are going to come with the same game plan, just for, force the quarterbacks to do it, but. Penn State has a capable quarterback and they have two big receivers on the outside. Uh, I think both of them are 62 plus. So I I just think that along with they're not going to go away from Barkley, they'll find creative ways to give him ball, oh, yeah. screens and wheel routes or whatever. Need be um middle middle of the third quarter Michigan's defense yeah. just starts getting Tired because they're on the field all day. Oh, they were on the field all day in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and Penn State's offense is way more high powered. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of respect the defense a little bit where it's more like a 24 10, uh, mm-hmm. under 30, but I don't think the game ever is in, in out on Penn State's side. Uh, yeah. Like, in any situation, Ty, any
0: shot, man, that you, you think your voice could pull it off
1: or, um... oh, I, I definitely, I definitely think there's a shot. Um, I, I just think they need to get creative with the play calling. They're very predictable. You see what's coming a mile away. Like I was, I went to Indiana, Michigan last weekend. There was yeah, a I was situation. Ask you where,
0: about, uh, how, how good were the seats?
1: Uh, seats were good. They're on the 45 yard line, about 54 rows up. They, okay. they were good seeds. Okay, um, I was behind the Michigan behind the Michigan sideline. Um, you know, granted, every seat there you can see everything. So it's it's not a it's not a very big stadium. You're you're real close to the field, basically, no matter where you're sitting. So it it was a good stadium, great place to watch a football game. Uh, but you know, there was there was a situation where someone was coming back from concessions, and Tammy... Man shoulder and said, excuse me, you know, I just sit down there. You know, I kind of stood up or kind of like just moved back a little bit. So they had room to worry about that. And I go, hey, don't worry about it. They're just going to run it up the middle anyway. And he just kind of laughed at me. But the play was a handoff to Higdon right up the middle. And it's like, it's obvious what Michigan's doing on offense because they're trying to protect a bad quarterback. They're trying to get a lead and then they're expecting the defense to hold it. And Michigan needs to get more creative offensively like one situation that i'm we have not seen and i wonder if we're waiting to use it but they have a tight end zach gentry who's a high school quarterback run an end around to him where he throws a throws a pass where maybe we we see you know a two quarterback set with brandon peters and john o'corn or, or even where we're, you know, running plays where the line kind of runs like a screen and you run a little flip to the tight end. Like we're not seeing anything for Michigan that even hints creativity. Uh, we're, it, that, it, so if they can get creative on the play calling, keep the defense on their toes. You know, granted, O'Corn is to complete some passes. He needs to make some plays with his feet. He'll, he'll need to be the best player on the field for Michigan. Again, uh, is there a shot? Yeah, there's always a shot. Um, but I just don't think it's very likely just based on what we've seen and the fact that nothing has changed.
2: Do you think some of their issue, like, I mean, I know you can probably call out the the, the type of play that's going to be ran, but mm-hmm. it, do you think some of it is Harbaugh is just trying to get too intricate with uh, yeah. well, his team to to show off his offensive knowledge because you know like the state game where it's like they ran 40 formations in the first half and it's like why you didn't do anything
1: with them (laughs) I I, I don't I don't necessarily know if that is and it would all fall on him anyway but you know you're looking at like just because he's the name most people or some people would recognize like they bring in Pep Hamilton as a quarterback consultant or whatever
2: yeah, their pass game coordinator, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the
1: crap he is. And then, you know, you got offensive coordinator. Now, granted, uh, Greg Madison and who's the D line coach? Don Brown have that defense on lock and they're kind of the only two names you even hear, but you got like four different offensive coaches. And I think it's just a situation. We have too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you just have too many voices running around. And, and like you said, you're running 40 formations because it's almost like you're trying to use everybody's ideas. I'm too much for a corny process. He, like, yeah, he is I, I his can't football Houston IQ is like, high enough to keep up with this. I mean, granted and I think that's why we've seen such the conservative game call is because we know he can't handle it. So what we're doing is we're running, you know, screen passes and just slam routes over the middle and handoffs all the time instead of this trick stuff, just because maybe he can't handle. But one thing I have noticed, and it's been a big difference between spate and a, a corn and I guess I could say more so spate from last. I don't see O'Corn getting to the line calling a lot of audibles. Um so I wonder is does he not recognize coverage? Sets Mishkin up for bad play, uh bad routes? Um does he not
2: Is he given the freedom?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is he given the freedom to do it? Uh does he know how to do it? Like <laughs> these are questions that I don't think we're ever because you always get the believe in John O'Core. Uh, yeah. You know, some funny saying or something that John Harbaugh ha- or Jim Harbaugh has. But, you know, I just don't think, I, I just am starting to wonder, is it too complicated? Yeah. But um, I, but they still need to get creative and they're not even doing it. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Now I didn't hear, uh,
0: did they say like how long uh, Space was going to be out?
1: Yeah, you
2: know, I just, they, they said weeks.
0: Okay, weeks. So yeah,
2: whatever that. Means. You you can be a lot more secretive about it in college. You don't have to. Yeah. Come yeah. Come out They're- with a huge time frame like that. So yeah, it, it, they won't they won't give you. Okay. They haven't now, counted them out for the whole year.
1: List. If so, okay. if I if I had a guess, um, no matter the result, as long as Michigan loses close. Or blowout. Uh, and, and I guess this would be my prediction. Uh, as long as it's a loss for Michigan, we see Brandon Peters to start the next week. John O'Corn will be done. Hmm. I just don't think they, and I think they want to do it. I just don't think they want to send a freshman quarterback for his first start to get beat up at Penn State. That would, that would be a terrible way to bring in a freshman quarterback. Yeah. It, it would not be oh, smart. Yeah. And, and I wonder if, Jim Harbaugh is just waiting for next week to pull the trigger on Brandon Peters or Christian McCaffrey. I don't think we could put Christian McCaffrey out of the equation third on the depth chart now. So not
2: not not Christian,
1: but uh, or uh, yeah, Dylan Dylan
2: McCaffrey. Yes, I I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's not Christian. You're, You're you're right. Christian's in Carolina. <laughs> yeah. he's actually. He's hey, if he wants to come play,
1: hey, if he wants to come play, yeah, if he wants to come play quarterback, first he can. But yeah, it's Dylan McCaffrey. Yeah, my fault. Yeah. So yeah, if it's, it, it could be Peter or McCaffrey. Um, and, and I think as long as it's a loss, you know, at that point, and title game will be out of the question. Playoff will be out of the question you know and, and i said do what michigan state did and put your future in there yeah. and, and and i think playing worky last year was the best thing michigan state could have done yeah. even yeah. even though he got hurt i still think it was the best thing they could have done
2: well in the, the game he got hurt you could see he was the best quarterback on our side
1: yeah oh so, yeah oh
2: yeah he he, he would have finished the year as the starter if he didn't get hurt because it would have been that same situation. The season is pretty much done. So let the, let the young fella go. But yeah I, yeah, I agree. And state probably wouldn't be a good idea, or else you might get like a gun shy quarterback, like how, uh, what's his face that transferred to, to Western, uh, Shane Morris?
1: Oh, he went central. Central, yeah. Sorry,
2: so yeah, yeah. you don't well, want that.
1: No, and and it's and it's kind of you could get a very similar quarterback to John O'Korn so far if you start a freshman at Penn State. That, that would be. I I just feel like it would be too big of a stage. Goes out there and succeeds. That would be one act of a story, but I think it would just be a lot smarter. You know get through this Penn State game, play hard, and then you get a freshman quarterback against Rutgers. Way better game to throw a freshman quarterback in. You're at home. Uh that'd be a put a first time starter in. Even though Rutgers picked up the win last week.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, is anything else you would like to add for, uh, NCAA football before we move on?
1: Say your prayers for Saturday night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All
0: right. Uh, up next, we're about to get into some NFL. Uh, the first thing we're about to talk about is Adrian Peterson. Uh, recently got a new home up in Arizona, uh, last week and he, Made his debut. He uh, played pretty great. Um, this guy's. Uh, what do you thought about his uh, debut? And you think he can keep it going?
2: He he came out with some pep in the step. I mean, I gotta give him props. Uh, I did not see that c- coming. I mean, yeah. I mean, time and time people tell you AP is like the worst person to try to bet against since he's like a cyborg, yeah, but he, he does he does play running back. Uh, he played great. I gotta give him his props there. You know, pretty much got the amount of rushing yards he's had all year and got his first two TDs. Uh, um, great game. Uh, I'm gonna have to see it a couple more times before I say, yep, AP is, is back. He, he, he is a, he is all day again, but, uh, a good game. Feel good story for him. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him that he had that game. Uh, but, I mean, if if he can play somewhat to that level, that's a piece that the Cardinals needed uh, after losing David Johns. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Darnell, I think we need to at least give ourselves some credit here. Yes, we said we didn't think he would be a fit. And let's just go ahead and say we were partially wrong. Because he can't catch out of the backfield. That's still very true. He did not yeah. catch a pass. He did not catch a pass, but he ran better between the tackles, and I think we any anybody saw coming. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, twenty six carries for one thirty four, two scores, averaged five yards a carry, uh, just over five yards. Uh, but I think what helped him was the fact that Palmer was slinging it. I mean, Palmer threw for almost three yeah. hundred yards, three touchdowns. Uh, yeah. it, they they you really don't have
2: the box clouded. That helps.
1: Yep. They really opened up the game and that opened it up for Adrian Peterson. But I also think that that's very scary because now Adrian Peterson has the confidence again. And I think that's what's more scary than the fact that he ran for a, for 134 yards is now he has confidence and as ends can take you a long way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, You know, I I agree with you guys. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Adrian Peterson. You know, I I really want to see him um, break that uh, Emma Smith record, man. So, um, you know, to see that debut, you know, I always say, you know, Adrian Peterson is a beast. And just one thing about being a beast, you're just not going to go down easily. So he went to Arizona and he stepped his game up and, uh, had a great game. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm rooting for the guy, but, uh, we just got to keep in mind this was just one game. Uh, we need to see how those hits and everything is going to add up to him, add up on him, uh, throughout the season. And, you know, if he could finish, um, just like he started, uh, last week um, in Arizona. So, uh, like I said, still plenty of football, uh, to see out of Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, it was good to see that game, but there's still, um, a lot for us to see, uh, to see if he still has it. So Mm -hmm. now, um, you know, just, uh, looking at this Arizona team, you know, they're three and three, um, right now. Uh, do you think this was a good piece for them to uh, possibly for them to turn it around this year? Uh, cause you possibly see them being a huge threat with the addition
2: of AP. I mean, if they, Uh, if they restrict offense and play like this and, yeah, like, and Carson Palmer, like shows that he hasn't fallen off a cliff. Like he seemed to look in this game. Yeah. I mean, that could definitely make him a threat because their defense is still solid. It's just, you know, that their offense was Larry Fitzgerald and not much else. So true. Yeah.
1: I mean, where, where you're looking at some positives for Arizona, is they still have four games against the Seahawks and the Rams, which that division's a three-horse race. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they they have, you know, in essence, complete control of that division as long as they vision games. Um, I mean, but, you know, you kind of look at the rest of their schedule, and it's, it's not exactly a cakewalk. Um, I mean, you'll have to play the Titans, who are a solid football team. You know, Mariota's only going to get healthier, hopefully, from here on out. Redskins have shown you know, have shown they can, you know, play some real stingy defense. Uh Kirk Cousins looks solid as usual. The Jaguars are looking really impressive. Uh you know, now granted, I think, I think they've already played a few of their tougher games, you know, the Lions, uh the Cowboys, the Eagles. Um, they still have uh you know, another game with San Francisco, so yeah, I mean, anytime you can add a running back with the pedigree of Adrian Peterson, yeah, it's a great add. Yeah. But um, he he has to keep it up. If if he can't keep it up and they become one dimensional, then they're going to be looking for some trouble. Yeah.
0: Okay, up next, uh, we're about to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, it was just Sunday, I believe it was Football Day, uh, where his news came out that he. Got together with a lawyer, and he's going to be suing the NFL for collusion. Um, just, what are you guys' thoughts on that, and how successful do you think um, that case, that lawsuit, could be? Uh,
2: I mean, unless they have something already, which I mean, I guess that would make sense that it took this to this point for him to file suit. But outside of that, this is going to be a very tough case to win. Because I mean. You, you have to prove that two or more owners got together and said, we're not going to hire. Him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I know pretty much m- most sane people that have been, have, have any knowledge of this issue knows that it's because of his stance. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to prove that because the owners can say other things. Things you're not a fit for our team, just as simply as that, or is the offense, or we, it's BS, but we don't think you, you play well enough to be on our team, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you, you can say what you want for why you didn't sign him, even though you can watch the quarterbacks that have been on the field this year, uh, some of the starters and backups that have played and played terribly, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick would be better than these guys. But, uh, if you don't have some kind of paper trail or witness saying, yes, owner a and owner B basically said, I don't think anybody should sign him. Yeah, I agree. Like if you don't have some paper trail or witness account of this, I don't know how he wins. Yeah. 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 Completely agree. Uh, which
1: kind of makes me wonder why he's going ahead and filing the grievance, because if he has something, that could be huge news just in general. Like at that point, you're kind of taking down the NFL on a legal level. But like, if he doesn't have anything, he's just kind of wasting his time, kind of embarrassing himself, uh, and all at the same time cementing himself to probably not have a job in the NFL again.
2: Um, oh yeah. I think that's, that's pretty yeah. much him tapping this out is, saying, I guess I'm not yeah, playing this, anymore. Yeah,
1: this is, this feels like a last ditch effort. Like if you're suing every, basically every owner in the NFL, no one will want to bring you on after that. Um, now, granted, like you said, Darnell, any owner can basically, you know, give, you know, the spiel of, like you said, not a fit, we're going in a different direction and so on. And the problem for Kaepernick is those are everyday reasons why you don't sign free agents, why you don't sign players off the practice squad. Like those are legitimate excuses or legitimate reasons for not bringing on C, but it just so happens that Colin Kaepernick also has a political stance in his corner that is hindering him as well. You know, and the owners can point to all the on the field stuff that they want and, for lack of a better term, get away with it. Um, so I, I just view this as a last ditch effort for Colin Kaepernick and get it. His future's looking very bleak. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I basically agree with, um, everything that, uh, you guys just, um, said. Um, do I feel as if the owners, um, in a way, uh, decided, uh, not to sign Kaepernick because of his, uh, political stance and whatnot. Absolutely. Uh, but I just believe it's going to be hard for him to, uh, get a, you know, a lawyer and just prove, um, that that's absolutely true because they could just like Darnell said, they could just say anything, uh, (laughs) you don't fit with our system. We don't think you're good enough and so forth. So, um, it's going to be, I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, I hope he can somehow prove it, but I, you know, just with the, uh, You know, just with the whole how the court system and everything like that could work and just how what the NFL owners can say, uh, I just think it's going to be really hard for him to uh, approve it. So um, I do believe, yeah, this is basically the last dish effort Um, after suing the league. I really don't believe anybody else will try to pick him up after this. So uh, you know, I'm rooting for him, but it's going to be hard. Alright guys, uh, anything else to say for that?
2: Nope. Good luck,
0: Captain. <laughs> um, up next, uh, we're about to talk about Aaron Rodgers and, uh, get a little bit, uh, how that is going to affect the Lions this year, too. But we'll talk about, uh, his injury. Um, just thoughts on his injury, man. Uh, Stephen A say he's a bad man and a bad man just went down. So, uh, just thoughts on, um, his injury and how do you think, uh, that'll affect the, the division? Um,
2: Well, I mean, most likely the Packers are done. They don't really have a good defense, and and I feel like their receivers are greatly made by this ability to find people in traffic and basically create out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I think it's just going to be tough sledding for Green Bay. The season is probably done for. I know there's been – some people trying to say, like, this was a dirty hit. I don't agree with that. Uh he, he was out of the pocket. He was a runner. Uh It was, if you watch it in full speed, it wasn't like the guy was not already going for a tackle when he let go of the ball. So, but, I mean, it's just stuff happens. He, yeah. he got wrapped mm-hmm. up. It was a form tackle. It wasn't like... uh the guy like laid a helmet into his collarbone or anything, but you know, yeah. you hate to see it happen, especially to, you know, one of the league. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, sucks for Packers fans. Uh, I can't say I'm totally mad about it seeing as, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 from, <laughs> I'm from Michigan. So our team here, uh, <laughs> makes things a little easier for them yeah. to get the division. So
1: yeah, uh, um, you know, just. Just logic tells you, even seeing the highlight over again, seeing it in slow motion, it just, logic just tells you this is just a football injury. Yeah. Guy rolls up on you. And, you know, basically when, you know, a 300 or a 270 pound defensive lineman's just put dead weight on top of you, it's not, not probably going to turn out too good for you. So, uh, um, you know, that injury hurts. It hurts a really good offense. It hurts a team that contends for an NFC championship more, more years than not. Um, but as a Lions fan, you cannot help but kind of tie the boots a little bit tighter and really think you have a shot at this division. Uh, you know, unless Brent Hunley's Aaron Rodgers 2.0, and I don't think anybody's out there saying that he is. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, should be, granted, Minnesota has a shot. Don't misunderstand me here. Um, it's really between Minnesota and Detroit. Um, I think Detroit, Detroit is the best quarterback in the NFC North now. Um, you could probably argue, yeah, I think there's the, the argument that the Lions are the best defense in the NFC North as well. Uh, it's just the fact that, you know, Golden Tate's hurt right now. Are they going to be able to fill that void? Um, are they going to be able to win some games that, you know, are basically 50 50 games like this game this past weekend against the Saints? That's, that's a game you need to win if you want to be competing in the NFC. But they let that one slip on the, granted, on the road in New Orleans. I've said it before, that's a really tough place to win. Ups, a struggling Steelers team. Uh, Roethlisberger isn't playing well. Uh, you know, Bell's starting to play well. Brown's starting to get it going, and therefore, Roth, Roethlisberger's just been on a struggle train this year. But then they see the Packers, Browns, Bears, Vikings, Ravens, Bucks, Bears, Bengals. Those are all winnable games. Like those should all be games the Lions are favored in. Like, they get the Vikings at home. They already beat them on the road, which is a great win. Um, just I think the the schedule just favors Detroit. Um, I will be disappointed if they don't win the North. Granted, I'm a little disappointed they've lost a few games that they have. But yeah. um, Lions fans are pretty good right now. Yeah. Granted, there's, there's worse places to be. If you're Detroit,
0: then three and three. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Darnell, uh, you know, how do you, you, are you pretty confident that Detroit's going to, uh, win a division? Um,
2: what this, am I confident? Am I confident? No, I just lions and confidence. There's two words. No, (laughs) true. Uh, True. (laughs) Just being honest here.
1: Yeah, sure. and, and, and and I'll agree, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, without a doubt, they'll win in the north. Okay. Very but sh- but very easily win this division as well.
2: But should they <laughs> like am am I expecting yeah. that they do it based on this injury and the rest of the division? Yes, they should win this division. Yeah. If they don't win this division, like I don't know what to say about them. You got the highest paid quarterback in the league. He's been playing pretty well. No golden taste hurt. I uh, believe I believe we had an injury in the secondary too in in that game, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember, but sounds. I believe sounds so. I just don't remember, but I, I think but yeah. they should they should still have enough to be able to beat a team starting a rookie quarterback and a team that is on his second and now his their third quarterback is. Finally, back to practice in Teddy Bridgewater. Who knows if he sees the field or what? But uh, I just feel like the Lions should win this. I I know the Vikings are probably still a a hump to get over, but I mean, just the red carpet is there. Just walk down it and 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 get there. Um, uh, But, but like 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 you said. I, do. I have confidence in it. No, the Lions always have to prove something to me, just because they've they've fumbled at the one so many times. Person, yeah, yeah. And
1: you know, I say it in college football more than I say with the pros. But you got to get a little help, and this is a big help for the Lions. You know, if you're trying to pull off the upset, you need some help. You need the the team who's favored to make a couple mistakes. Now, granted, this isn't a mistake. You. Can control well, definitely a situation that kind of propels the lions forward and they better take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. Uh guys, just anything else to add on the Lions um just on their uh season so far. Uh just any further thoughts on
3: that no, just
2: do what you're expected yeah. to do. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> just win baby <laughs> yeah
0: all right, guys. Uh, well, anything else for NFL, uh, before we move on? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, up next, we're about to get into some NBA. Uh, before you got into, uh, join us, Ty, before we started off, I was mm-hmm. telling Darnell, uh, I was like, man, Kyrie Irving's probably like, damn, man, I should have stayed my ass in Cleveland. Uh, yeah. this is how it is. But, um, about to get right into Gordon well, Haywards. Uh, well, what were close. you about to say?
1: Yeah, it's a close game now, so yeah. maybe he's doing all right.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just about to say, we're about to get right into, uh, Gordon Hayward's injury. Um, you know, how this affects the Celtics. Uh, just like to wish him a speedy recovery, man, because the dude's a, uh, good, uh, basketball player. Um, you know, he really came out and showed the world what he was about last year. Uh, had a spectacular season. And, man, just, 6 minutes into the season uh breaks his leg so uh that sucks because that guys just such a joy to play, uh watch play and uh you know this could really um hurt the Celtics uh right now um could possibly have them uh slide a few spots um back in the um Eastern Conference so uh still got a lot of games ahead of them but uh just guys what are your thoughts on this uh Gordon Hayward injury How do you think it affects the
2: Celtics? Well, I mean, it ends any shot of them making it to the NBA finals, uh, and most likely the conference finals, honestly. Hmm, You think Uh, so? Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, you would give it to, uh, what, Washington probably
2: then? Yeah. uh, That's probably where I would start leaning, uh, to, to go and play Cleveland in the conference finals. Yeah, I, th- I think you, you have to have two scores that you can depend on at all time And uh, with no Hayward there. As good as Kyrie is, uh, we spoke on it when the trade happened. When Kyrie was primary option in Cleveland, like I know he didn't have all the talent, but you could say he did have Kevin Love there with him. Yeah. Four season before LeBron came and they still couldn't even sniff the playoffs. So, yeah, really.
0: I hope. Yeah, he He wanted that. Uh, you know, to be the number number one guy. He's really going to be the number one guy now.
1: So he's yeah. going to be the only guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well. To 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 be fair, uh, Jalen Brown's got twenty points
2: tonight. Well, and they're going to need in thirty one minutes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Somebody else is gonna have to step up, so yeah, I mean, sure. hopefully that can continue for them. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I just I I think you lose a big pop there, losing uh, no pun intended with pop, but uh yeah. Yeah. you're losing a big a big factor there where are Hayward you Uh you're losing uh, a lot in those close games. Yeah. yeah. So I just I, I, I do think they'll still make the playoffs just because this East is not very good, so yeah. I do still think they make it, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, you know... I'm not going to count them out of the Eastern Conference Finals yet. The reason okay. is be- only reason is because uh, it's game one. It's not, not like... We know his effectiveness this season. It's not like we know, oh, they were going to run a specific offense that really featured him in these key ways. And they won big games because he was hitting clutch shots after clutch shots. Game one, this team's still finding their identity. And I still think they could find a really nice groove. They could slide in as a top couple seed, uh, get a nice path, avoid, they could still possibly avoid Washington. Yeah. Uh, you know, or avoid Cleveland. You know, and forget any about th- the
0: Raptors too. Now, uh,
1: yeah, you know. yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, but I guess my point is, you know, these teams that we're talking about having a so- a solid chance at the East Conference Finals, they can still avoid them. And like like we said, we really liked what Jalen Brown was bringing late in the season for the Celtics. And like I said, he's got twenty tonight. He's the leading scorer for him. Uh, we don't know what Jason Tatum's actually going to be. So I, I still think there's still a lot of pieces we need to actually see come to fruition before they're in or they're out. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not going to count them out yet. Uh, I'll I'll give them really till the you
3: know
1: on a leash, but I'll give them to the see where they're at at the All Star break before I really determine whether I think they're in or out. Like you can you can tell what a team is by then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I just think, man, that's, that's just a huge blow for him. Um, it you is. know, it's, you know, Kyrie Irving, is really going to have to do a lot for the team. But, uh, you know, you brought up some guys stepping up tonight. Um, always, you know, kind of weary a little bit about that because it's just the first game. But, you know, that could be a good way for those guys to, uh, start getting some momentum going and, you know, yeah. work on that chemistry and continue to improve. Uh, further on, but um, just looking at it, man, uh, you know, John Wall and Bradley, if they can get the click, um, you know, they could really cause uh, some problems now, possibly get the uh, second spot, and then like I just said, the Raptors too, uh, you don't want to sleep on uh, Lowry and DeRozan, so uh, Kyrie, man, he's, you know, like I just said, you know, he wanted to be the top guy, He's he's really got it now, so He's gonna to have to duke it out um possibly every night to uh make sure that these guys are still in the game and could still uh be in position to possibly make it to the eastern conference finals so but anything else on that guys no no okay. uh just to uh since we're starting to the season um just we uh, got some rookies that's gonna be making some splashes uh this year. Um who do you who are you guys a uh, candidate for possible rookie of the year?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy that should have been a rookie last year. Um I'm gonna roll with Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, it's just well, and just based on all, all the reports, they're gonna use him pretty heavily. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree. I, I like Ben Simmons uh for that. He just seems like he's a freak in nature, though, doesn't he? What is he? 6'8", running yeah. some point, yeah. <laughs> running some point, getting down low. Just a, a lot of things to like. Um, I just hope he, he can you know, continue to stay healthy. Cause that kind of seems to be a problem. At least with players in Philly. But, uh, yep. Yeah, I like him. I like him for rookie of the year. He'd probably be my, uh, early season favorite with, uh, the ball for number two? Uh, you said ball? Yeah, Lonzo. Okay.
0: I like him. Yeah, he, I mean, he's had, uh, you know, a decent, uh, summer league and everything, man. Uh, you know, they had some reports out there, uh, saying that he's going to be a good for, fit for the Lakers. Um, others saying that they don't think he's going to fit well. So, um, you know, his pops hyped him up, man. I'm gonna be excited to see what he could bring to the table um this yeah. year. So um okay. he could definitely uh help the Lakers out a lot and possibly help bring some free agents um over there mm-hmm. next year. Um if he and uh the Lakers could step it up and improve uh upon last year. So mm-hmm. uh anybody else, guys? <laughs>
2: Yeah, not for me. I'm throwing my eggs in that one basket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think mine will fall
0: in two. Yeah. yeah I, I know you guys were saying, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, I, I agree with him, but, uh, what about faults? Y'all think, uh, another rookie, he's going to be playing I, with him. Y'all, uh, have any faith in him or?
1: Not for rookie of the year. I mean, I think he can still have a solid year. Might be in the discussion, but. Especially if you have Simmons kind of stealing the show there, he'll be shadowed. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Respect that. Uh up
0: next, uh, we're just going to talk about uh, possible MVP candidates. Um, you know, who are some guys uh, that you guys think uh, will either get the MVP or
1: be in discussion? Yeah. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <one>. uh <laughs> um, KB'll be there this year. Uh especially I'm gonna
0: put Kyrie out. um in there too, man, because right now yeah. he's gonna have to step his game up, uh for the uh Celtics. So if he can get them mm-hmm. um possible uh top four spot um in the Eastern Conference, uh which I think he could do, um, you know, and just have a great season, I think he could be in the um M V P discussion. Uh, for this year because he's really going to have to step his game up now, I believe, to uh, have that team uh, really be in uh, Eastern Conference uh, discussion
1: with Hayward out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think we see Russell Westbrook in it again, or do you think there's, you know, I guess to reference a term I mentioned earlier, too many cooks in the kitchen over there?
2: Yeah. No, I think his numbers go down. So, yeah, uh, they have to. Was-
0: yeah, yeah, I was – I was going to ask you guys, uh, any chance he contends for that, uh, tr- triple double record? I mean, uh, no. he's going to, no. he's going to pass the rock a lot, but, uh, you know, with, um, Paul George and Carmelo, you, you think any shot at all or what?
2: Not doubted. I feel like he doesn't have to be on the court as much now. Like he can. Either every now and then, because there's two other scores, because yeah. that was the issue last year. If he went off the court, like him and LeBron had the same effect on their teams. If one of them got off the court, their team was terrible. So, yeah. uh I think with at least having George and, and and Melo there to, you know, still have a primary scoring scoring option when Rux isn't on the court. So I don't I don't think we see him averaging anywhere near a triple-double this year. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I think he'll average a double-double. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he could definitely go... I think, definitely so. go, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, definitely points and assists. I still wouldn't be shocked if we see him at six to eight boards a game. Yeah, which, I'd say yeah, around I mean, six. Yeah.
2: I think that's more like his normal average there, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah.
1: So I, I still think... But but do you think at the end of the season he's in that conversation for MVP? Uh, Westbrook. Yeah, 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 I I believe so. I doubt it as well.
0: Darnell, I doubt it. Oh yeah, doubt it. I just man, I just think uh Westbrook just a beast, man. That that guy can literally just step up whatever. You know, it's going to be harder uh, with him uh, with Paul George and uh, Melo. Um, of course, but that guy could just take over and change the game, uh just whenever. So I think there's a possibility he could. I just think that guy's just too athletic and too skilled to not possibly be in there. Um another guy too that I will have is uh Blake Griffin. Um if he could what he could do over there, um, with the Clippers, uh, just because if he had to stay healthy, uh, that's for sure, he won't have to be getting in fights with uh members on the staff and stuff. But, um, if he can, you know, because he has uh DeAndre Jordan on the team, he's not really known for offense or anything like that. So Blake, he's is really going to be a squad. He's going to really going to put a lot of points um on the board uh for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So, that's another did guy. you agree I
3: mentioned Kawhi
0: no, yeah, like I was Kawhi about to say like him high. too Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, he, that's he's my dog the silent like, assassin like, man. he's doing a like
3: quiet injury right now but I mean if
2: he, he showed a bit
3: more of a uh, score streak last year and I think if that comes back and he can get the Spurs up to one of those top three spots in the West I, I think he'll have uh, a lot to say as far MVP,
0: yeah. What about uh, another guy? You know, he was overlooked a little bit last year with uh, Russell's triple doubles. But what about James Harden?
1: Oh uh, yeah, oh but, but I feel like down there, it'll be interesting to see how the ball handling situation comes out. Like, like are we going to see Chris Paul? You know, his usual nine to twelve assists a game plus, or is um, you know uh, Harden going to? Did she got last year? I think it'll just be interesting to see how that pans out. But I think the points will still be there for him. Oh, definitely for sure, for sure. And I still think he'll rack up a lot of triple doubles. He'll. I here's one. Who gets more triple doubles this season, Harden or Westbrook? I'm gonna go Harden. Harden. Think I would agree. Yeah, I I would yeah. go Harden too. Yeah, and I think based off of that alone, the fact that we're all picking Harden there would put him in the MVP discussion.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, you know that um Houston Rockets team, uh, you know I just found them interesting with uh of course CP three and Harden. I just really want to see how much uh that backcourt improved from last year because last year you know they didn't have you know CP three on the team, but they were already uh, one of the best backcourts, um, in the league, you know, when you had Eric Gordon going off the bench, you had, uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, helping, uh, James Harden's historic season, uh, last mm-hmm. year. So they were already a pretty good team with the backcourt. So it's just going to be, you know, how much does this team improve? And was that really something they needed to focus on, uh, this year to possibly dethrone to Golden State? Mm-hmm. So. It's going, it's going to be interesting to see yeah this guys uh, what about Lonzo Ball in the MVP discussion uh, yeah. far I think he's going to get 50 wins for the Lakers this year yeah. so <laughs> any shot at him yeah <laughs> oh man <It's> yeah <laughs> Well uh anybody else from the MVP discussion guys, uh you think we just about covered
2: it? Uh if if he is on the trend that he went uh was on, going through last year,
0: uh, I think you gotta at least give the, the Greek Freak and oh yeah outside chat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, man, that – oh, my goodness, man, especially with, uh, you know, Middleton, he's going to be healthy this year, and they got to uh, get Parker back uh, probably, what, late November, late December or whatever. Uh, those guys are going to only help him get better uh, on the court. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely due for another great season. Mm-hmm. All right, anybody else, guys. I think that was a good list. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right then, guys. As always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show. Uh, you can find this podcast on no iTunes, Stitcher. Oh, Shrek Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No Pickums.
0: No pick oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ready closing in, then the Pickums. Yeah, good job. I uh,
3: Guess we gotta get a new host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, Pickums will okay for the NCAA. Uh, we have Ty Tyler. He's twenty three for forty one. Darnell's twenty two for forty one, and I'm twenty seven for forty one. And NFL, um, I'm thirteen for thirty two. Tyler's fifteen for thirty two. Tyler's fifteen for thirty two. And Darnell's eighteen for thirty two. So first game we're about to get into. We're about to start off with some NFL. Um. First game we're about to get right into is New Orleans versus Green Bay. Who you guys got? Saints? Oh. You going Saints too, Ty?
1: Yep, absolutely. All right.
2: No Rodgers, Green Bay, is, I don't expect much.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Brad, scare me. Yeah, give me Noah too, man. Uh, what about Arizona versus the Rams?
1: This is, this one should be fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going with the Rams.
1: Yeah, give me
0: give me Arizona. Give me Arizona as well. And we have, and we have Denver
1: versus the Chargers. Give me Denver. I think they'll bounce back from a bad loss last week.
3: Yeah, well those two.
0: Yes, I am here. Yes, yeah, I'm here. Alright, then we got the Super Bowl rematch. Um, Atlanta versus New England. What do you guys got? What you got?
1: But this one's a toss up for me. Uh gimme Atlanta.
2: Um uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like Atlanta's been struggling, but, you know, for most people that pick me up, it's been New England's defense. So, I'm going to go
3: with them too, even though it's in Foxborough.
0: Yeah. Give me New England, man. I, I'm not going to go against Brady this week. So, yeah, I feel the same way. Atlanta's been looking kind of iffy and a little inconsistent uh, so far this year. So Even though New England's defense does suck. So, uh, give me New England. And we
1: have Tampa Bay versus Tampa Buffalo. Tampa Bay. Uh give me Tampa Bay. Buffalo just doesn't have enough. I lost Charles Clay. That's that's enough for me. I I, w- I would take Tampa Bay whether Winston's in or not. In this one.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go Buffalo. I'm still wondering on that, uh how Winston's shoulder's gonna look. Yeah. I do like Buffalo. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, this one, this one was a tough one for me, but uh, give me the home squad. I I rock with Buffalo. All right, and up next we're about to get right into some NCAA football for our pickems. Uh, we have started off Memphis versus Houston. I've
1: picked Memphis a few times before, and it's paid off. Give me Memphis.
0: All right.
3: Yeah, I think. A couple
0: times <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who are you going with, Darnell? Yeah. Memphis. Okay. I Memphis. And, and this and was Houston. a tough one, man, because, you know, Memphis, they was stepping up a little bit this year, but you've never counted Houston's offense out. Uh, uh, give me Houston. Give me Houston. Oregon versus UCLA.
1: Who? Um. Uh, Give me Oregon. Oregon, All right. I know UCLA's defense is not Stanford's, but I just, I just don't think Oregon is good right now. So yeah. UCLA yeah. is it's not going to be good right now. Yeah, I don't think either <laughs> team's that good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
0: I at least trust UCLA's quarterback, though. That's fair. Okay. Uh, give me Oregon, man. Uh, I think Oregon's going to look like the old Oregon this week. So, mm. <laughs> Louisville versus Florida State. Who you guys got? Oh, I'll take I'll I'll start off. I'll take Louisville. Um, I'll just rock with uh, Jackson. On us, so I, I think you will get a game changer for Louisville.
3: Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go. All, right.
0: All right. Then we got the third Saturday of October rivalry uh, between Alabama and Tennessee. Anybody got Tennessee for the upset? Get 100 points <laughs> on this one. I why did this It's it's a rivalry, man. Anything, you know, anything could happen. Anybody want to take Tennessee?
2: Are we wagering <laughs> if Jones is fired? Maybe okay, not. Like
3: what? Hey. hey,
0: anything can happen, man. But ain't happening. I guess yeah. I guess yeah. Uh, up next, we got USC versus Notre Dame.
3: I don't like them. But I'm taking the Irish. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame as well.
0: Okay, this is tough. Uh, You know, I could definitely see Dane pulling this off, man. Just Darnold's just been, uh, yeah. So, but I'm I'm gonna roll with USC, man. I think USC is gonna find a way to pull this off. And last but not least, we have Michigan versus Penn State.
1: You don't know what you uh, boys have? I can't this week. <laughs> <laughs> not My record's a little more important. <laughs> at least I'll be able to hang my head on my record at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I take the Lions here.
0: No, no question about it. <laughs> yeah same here. It's yes, same same here. Here. nothing needs to be said. I think to said. they're gonna get Michigan at work. So, all right, uh, guys, oh, yeah. just make sure now. Any yeah. other, you know, final statements? Anything before we close this out? I'm making sure I oh, sure. I didn't skip I over states. anything.
3: Actually, right. finish the show. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But alright guys, as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning into the show. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine. Also feel free to look us up on Twitter at BKM underscore cast. And we we'll catch y'all next week on the next episode. Peace.